and we are live today for episode two. I'm joined by Milos and uh, it's going to be an early start for you, but um, we're getting your coffee order coming through. Do you usually drink coffee? I drink uh, milk with coffee. So <laughs> how much percentage wise? What's, what's coffee? Uh, what's milk? So I have a single shot of espresso and then the rest would be, if it's a big cup, so a single shot of espresso and then the rest would just be with milk because uh -huh. I'm not a really coffee drinker. I just do it just for the giggles, mate. Well, you're in the US uh, with uh, Columbus, so is there good coffee there or do you have to make your own? Um, I've got my own Nespresso machine, which I bought obviously um, for my wife's use yep. and she loves it. She thinks it's the best coffee making machine in the world. I think, I think it just looks cool. <laughs> oh, good. And you mentioned uh, the wife. You um, by the way, sorry, by yeah. the way, Nespresso, if you're interested in um, <laughs> any sort of commercial, any sort of ads I can do, because I'm already giving you a shout out, so just hit me up. What's your favorite fla flavor? On the... um, there's one called Voluto, yeah. I think. And that's actually quite nice. Is it like honey taste? Oh, no, I don't know what taste. It's just coffee taste. <laughs> um, you did mention your wife. You got a little one on the way. Something, uh, I think, when it's being so far away here in Doha for you know, an amazing thing for your career. But um, has it been tough keeping in touch and seeing her family? I know you got a little one as well. Is yep. that like the hardest part for you as a, an athlete, but also you know, being away from them? Yeah, I think without doubt, you know, obviously I've got a little one who's almost 15 months old. Um, we've got a daughter. Um, it is the most difficult part being away from them and, and, and not, thank you very much. Thank you, Alexia. It is very difficult and you know, the part that we spend away from family is obviously dominated by the fact that we're on the training pitch, working hard to, to fulfill our dreams and to make their lives easier, which kind of takes your mind off the fact that you do miss them. But when you do have the moment, you know, for example, I was in America for a couple of months alone without my wife and kid, makes it um, very hard, you know, but the sacrifices are all worth it. And now we've got a, I've got a, we've got a new baby born new newborn yeah, yeah on the way um in january Congrats. june january sorry yeah. um so looking forward to you know gonna have two little ones and my wife and myself in in the states uh, i think it'll be difficult um purely because of the sleep but i think it's going to be worth it and i think we'll um We'll find a way to manage it and make both yeah. of us feel, you get, feel good. You get past the sleep stage and you almost get to enjoy everything. But that's it's amazing. And congrats on the on the call up as well. I think you just mentioned as well. So your family was in Belgrade and were you in yeah. Columbus? How yeah. was the adjustment for that and even going back and then coming here? Um, yeah, my family was obviously in, in Belgrade and I was in, in Columbus. And just the fact that, you know, when our season finished, I went to Belgrade for two weeks to yeah. train with Red Star Belgrade, my old club. And then obviously spent time with my wife and, and daughter, which was, which was amazing and got myself prepared for the World Cup. And now I'm here and they're down there. And again, when, when we finish the World Cup and when, when I go back to Belgrade with the World Cup trophy, it's going to be a, a lot more enjoyable to spend some time with them. 100%. And thank you to everyone for uh, all the questions and stuff. So make sure to follow us on all, uh, wherever we're live on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. But uh, we got a few questions from the fans. So James Roberts cool. had asked, how do you prepare as a defensive unit to face a nation like France? Well, you prepare, I think, um, as you would in most other games. You know, I've had the, the luck of playing against Mbappe um, already. I've played against some of the French national team players already in different stages, whether it was the Europa League or, yeah. or the Champions League. So I've come up against a lot of them. Um, obviously, very difficult games, but again, I'll, I'd say the same thing as I would about anyone. 
you know, they, they got two legs, two hands, two eyes, you know, they, they, they got one head as well. So the same thing as us. So it's, it's just a matter of just being focused and, and being intelligent on the day and just analyzing your opponent a little bit before the game and, and, and being ready. But it's not just a, an individual thing. We have to be ready as a team. And I'm sure, you know, from, from the back, from, from, from our goalkeeper, from Maddie to, to all the way up front, who, who's whoever is our striker on the day, to the coaching staff and, and all the staff in general, we're all going to be pulling in the same direction for, for the results. And that's basically you just prepare normal. Some guys like to go for a walk. Some guys play PlayStation. Some guys listen to music. I normally, most of the time, just talk to my, my family and just kind of switch off and on yeah. type of thing. 100%. And then, uh, like you asked, best attacker you've faced? Just a big list. Yeah, I, I actually do have a big list. It's a question I get asked a lot. Um, but when I look at pure number nines, just goal scoring number nines, it, it'd have to be Lewandowski, Harry Kane, and, and Cavani. Just a few names. Yeah, just a few <laughs> names out of out of the few I've played against. But if you look at in general players I've played against who are attacking, so the likes of Neymar, Mbappe, Insigne, um, Salah, Mane, Firmino. Kion Min Son, uh -huh. um, mate, the, the list just gets like Coutinho, I don't know, like Ibrahimovic, the list just gets on and on, you know, yeah, the list yeah, is quite 100%. long. But if I'm looking at our number nine who scores goals for a living and who's, who's unreal, and I'd say then it'd probably have to be uh, Lewandowski or Kane. Michael Long had asked, Mo Salah isn't at the World Cup, but is he still in your pocket? We did check if you had pockets before. Is he yeah. still in there? I had pockets. Uh, that must be uh, a game a couple of years ago where we won um, the Champions League where Red Star, we beat Liverpool 2-0 in Maracana. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, we did. We did, we did do that. Um, it was a good game for me in general, but I think uh, if I'm really honest, mate, and down to earth, it's impossible to put a player like that in your pocket. I think you can have one good game, but if you have 10 games and you have one good game, and he'd probably have seven or eight quite yeah. good ones as well. But, you know, I'm proud of that one where, where he was in my pocket for 90 minutes, but I let him go quite quickly after that because he had to win the Champions League. <laughs> we don't talk about Liverpool winning that. Let's, yeah. not, let's not mention that. Uh, Marcus Dima asked, if you could choose any centre-back partner, past or present, you've got a lot to choose from, who would you choose? Is that based on the Socceroos or is that in general? Um, I'd say it's the up to you, I think. So if I'm, to, if I'm to choose from... Say the world of football, I would say I'd love to have played with Nemanja Vidic. Yeah. That's one guy I'd love to have played. Um, another guy is Sergio Ramos. That's the two guys I'd say from the world of football. From the national team in Australia, I think there's been way too many centre-backs that are above my level. Um, They're a lot better than me, so I think um, Whoever I would say, I don't think I'd have a, a place in there to play, so I'll just leave it at that and nice. let, let that speak for itself. The next two questions are going to be, I think, in part together. You did tell us a story before about uh, a certain little adventure you had. Um, so first of all, I'll ask, who's your favourite soccerer um, of all time? Who's my favourite soccerer of all time? It's a good question, but I'll answer it. I'd say Mila Jeronek would be... Uh, my favourite soccerer, one because I know him quite well, and not not because he's my friend, but because I think as a person how he was towards me, and and when I had difficulties in in my playing career and in in certain stages of my career, and every decision I've made basically I've kind of touched 
touch base with him whether it's the right one or the wrong one. Um, and I just think of him as a person and one of the Socceroos, you know, when you just look at the fact that he almost single-handedly got us to the last World Cup scoring a hat-trick against Honduras, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's one of my favourite Socceroos of all time, I think, um, without a doubt. That's grateful. And then you've got a question here from Martin Boyle. We did speak about this before. He had asked, did he have the best day ever in New Zealand? Now, before you tell everyone, that was the best story I've heard, but you can explain it. So what, what, what happened? So, Martin, mate, great question. Um, looking forward to seeing you later on. Um, it was one of the best days I've ever had um, outside of football, I think. We played New Zealand, and the next day, me and him were flying out, I think, at similar times, like at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. So we basically got up in the morning, uh, went for a stroll down to Auckland, ended up seeing some of those electric scooters, and we are like, oh, what are these? You know, everyone's on them. And we were like, well, you know, let's jump on them. So we both downloaded an app, jumped on the scooters and rode around Auckland for about four or five hours. <laughs> then had lunch at an Italian. And then, yeah, very good food. Very good food. He wanted the lasagna, but there wasn't any lasagnas left in the restaurant. So he had some sort of pasta and I think I had some sort of pasta as well. Not red sure. or white sauce? I think he had red sauce and yeah. I did as well. I think so. And then after that, we, we kind of lost one scooter and we both jumped on um, a single scooter and like I was... Like a Titanic almost. Yeah, Titanic moment where I was, uh, you know, I was in control and Martin was just... Um, this sounds a bit dodgy, but uh, Martin was holding on for dear life. But, so surely it's an next celebration for you both. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I reckon mean, we get a bit of a scooter action. Yeah, we, we, we can. We can definitely get a bit of scooter action going on. But it was it was unreal. And after yeah. that, we almost witnessed uh, a fight in uh, in McDonald's as well. After so that's the highlight of the story. We almost witnessed a fight when me and Martin were like, "Well, let's get out of McDonald's as quick as we can because we went to get an ice cream," <laughs> and we ended up being in the middle of some sort of scuffle and then um yeah after that that was kind of the highlight of the day easy uh jezza1244 asked thoughts on your fifa 23 card do you play fifa i play a little bit of fifa but i've seen my card um last game in brisbane yeah i think the card's um quite nice i think i could have a better rating but what would you change i'd change the fact probably that i've got a little bit more technique and a little bit more skill than what the card puts down, but yep. I'm still, in general, quite happy with, with what they do. Uh, I got a question here from SAFC78. Who would win over a 100 meter sprint, right or Suta? It's a tough one. Oh, I don't know, a, you definitely win, but I have those I'd, two. <laughs> um, who would win? Um, it's a difficult question. I guess we're going to have to. Uh, do some sort of race at some point in the World Cup and I guess I tune in and, ha and have a look who wins. Yeah, we'll definitely chuck that up there. Uh, we've got a last question here. I don't have any live questions coming through, but I've got one from Louise. Your favourite moment in Australian shirt so far? My favourite moment in an Australian shirt so far? Um, you know, apart from the fact that I've qualified for, obviously, this is my second World Cup. I'd say maybe making my debut against England because it was the first time ever I put on the shirt and that was the first time ever I got the chance to play for the country and since then you know I haven't left camp and I hope to stay you know a while longer here and it's probably my favorite is the debut against England in uh, in England How's uh, how's everything been in Doha so far for you I think quite well um, facility is extraordinary you know the staff is really good um, from the Australian staff, everyone's quite good and 
you know, from the ground staff here, local staff. Yeah. Everything's been quite good, quite positive, and I think the atmosphere's been quite, quite, um, you know, what we expected. And I think it's got the potential to be probably the best World Cup we've we ever seen. And you know, I hope uh, in the long run that this is one thing that we look back on and say this is the best World Cup Australia's ever had. 100%. And I think I have one last question I want to ask. I heard a rumour before you don't have breakfast. Yep. I don't have breakfast. I think maybe in 365 days in a year, probably I'd have maybe 20 odd days breakfast. I don't, I don't eat breakfast. I, if I have a day off, I have brunch, but breakfast, I honestly, I never have breakfast. I just come down, have a coffee and you know, walk around and wait till lunch. Easy. Well, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in and make sure to let us know if you have any questions for tomorrow's athlete. Uh, thank you, Milosh. No worries. Go enjoy thank your you. morning and to everyone, make sure to follow our socials. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best.